Hello, and welcome to the MomStrong Podcast. I am your host, Jennifer Johnson, creator of the MomStrong Method and full-time holistic health and life coach for working moms and mompreneurs. I give it to you straight, I hold you to being your best self, and I can't wait to help you craft your life into something perfectly imperfect. Tune in each week as I share tips, tricks, and motivation for balancing family, a job, and trying to get healthy. I am so glad you're here. So today I was um, thinking about the things that I share with people and a lot of folks, um, you know, whenever I ask in my free mom strong group, like, what do you guys want more of? It's typically recipes and nutrition. And I respect that, right? I also respect that there's a large internet <laughs> and most people can actually just Google chicken recipes or easy crockpot recipes. And so I like to dive in a little bit deeper and if we needed another workout or another meal plan, we would be set, right? We'd be on our goals like gangbusters because the thing that people struggle with mostly is consistency and seeing that thing through. It's not for lack of resources or ideas or recipes or workout programs. It's for lack of figuring out habits that support the consistency to getting results. And so today I want to share some of my favorite daily habits that if I could get every single one of my clients to do this daily, and if I could get you to do this daily, I promise you that every single one of your health goals, whether it's eating more veggies or working out or hitting a PR or whatever it is, that it could be way easier for you to hit if you did these things, okay? They are simple, but they're not easy. Um, And there's something that what I, as always, I want to caution. What I want you to do is I want you to listen to these and then write down like two or three that you can implement this week and then see how those stick and see how you need to adjust. Don't go for gold and try to get all 12. Um, Some of you are probably doing some of these and you're like, boom, I'm nailing these. Some of you are like, oh, I'm not doing any of these. And then you're grinding away and trying to like start to eat better or start to go to bed earlier or start to work out more. And it's really, really hard. It requires a lot of motivation and discipline, which are kind of the two hardest things to consistently have. But once you build the habits and the foundation, I promise you these things will get a lot easier. So, um, and first of all, hi, I never even like gave you guys a life update and said, hello, and I'm glad you're here. So sorry for just jumping into it. I'm really excited about these tips. But um, yeah, life update for me. Uh, this is being recorded on Monday, July 13th, releasing on the 14th. And I will be celebrating my 38th birthday on this Friday, the 17th. So um, it's always, a f- birthdays are always a really fun marker because you get to look back at everything else that you've done in the past year of life and go, wow, did I really rock it? Did I not do so well? What have I learned? What can I take into my next year of life? Um, and so I've been taking a lot of time this week to have self time and reflection and journaling and um, just being able to look back at the last year and what a crazy year it's been, not just not borrowing COVID-19, it has been still a really big, just epic year. Um, For me, and I'll I'll give you a little bit of reflections here, for me involved, you know, quitting my or or losing, being fired from my full-time job, gratefully, and having the trust in myself and in the universe and in all of that, that I can do this full-time coaching thing, being honored by the presence of dozens of amazing working moms who had trusted me with helping them along their health journey. And that's been an incredible experience. Um, Zeke went to kindergarten this year and then went through COVID-19 kindergarten and now is heading into first grade. Um, Ryan and I have been doing really well, just communicating better. I've been trying to slow down and be a better listener. Not always my strong point. 
Um, and then uh, personally, I connected with my birth father and that was huge, a huge thing that happened in the last few months. And so 38 has brought layers upon layers of stuff with my business, with my health. Um, I finally am figuring out, you know, through cycle syncing and listening to my menstrual cycle to really unlock, like, I feel like another level of like secret deep health. And that's been extremely rewarding. Um, and it, it, yeah, it's just been a great year, a really great year. Again, barring any of the COVID-19 stuff, it's been a pretty epic year. And I look forward to the lessons that I've learned and the failures that I've had and the stumbles that I've had and the successes and taking all those into my 38th year. So thank you guys for tuning in. I don't take this for granted. I love when I hear from you and you're like, I tuned in or I was, you were with me while I was on my walk or while I was in the car or you know, while I was taking a break from work and I don't take you guys for granted. So thank you so much for being here. And I hope to continue to give you a really amazing experience with the mom strong experience um, this coming into my 38th year. So here we go. Let's dive into these top 12 tips for daily health. Um, and again, these are things, the goal is not to check off all 12. And these are really easy to do or not to do, but I promise you when you do them consistently, that's always the key, right? Having accountability, doing them consistently, they will greatly impact your mood and they will add drive to your other healthy habits and they will solidify those other healthy habits that you're trying to nail, right? Like eating well, working out, all of that. So I want you to share with me when I'm finished here. I want you to share with me on Instagram, jennifer.t.johnson, or you can email me, jennifer at Craft Your Life Coaching, or find me on Facebook, Jennifer Tiggis Johnson, and let me know which ones you're going to implement and what feels easiest. Start with the easy ones, my friend, and then dabble into the harder ones. So... I'm going to kind of break it up into parts of your day. So your morning routine during the day and then kind of after work, since I mainly work with working moms. So, um, and this is whether you are currently quarantining and working from home, whether you are going into the office, these are all applicable. So the first thing I want to give you, and you've heard it before, is no snoozing. That's my first tip. Don't hit that snooze button, friend. And yes, you know, on the weekends, if you want to sleep in, great. But if you set an alarm, and you should be setting an alarm because some of y'all are still waking up to your kids and then the day is in your lap before you even have a chance to breathe. So set an alarm and don't snooze. Now, if you are a chronic snoozer and this is something that you really deal with and that you struggle with, I wanna really quickly share again, and I've shared this in the past episodes of our own sleep, um, my two alarm trick. So if you're a snoozer, then what you can do is set the alarm for whenever you want to get up, say it's 7 a.m. You set your alarm, and I recommend having that alarm be a physical alarm, not your phone. Um, and I'll share that. That'll be my like last tip for you. So, but we'll, and we'll wrap it around full circle here. But have a an alarm that doesn't have that isn't your phone. Set that for the time you actually want to get up. And then take a second alarm that might be your phone, that might be another you know, battery powered alarm and set that somewhere that's far enough where you can't get up in the middle of the night and reset it. Cause I know y'all are doing that. I know some of y'all are that sneaky where you're like, oh, I said 7 a.m. But really, I don't really have to be up till 7.30. So you get up to go pee and then you reset it in the middle of the night. Anyone else do that? Cause I totally do that. So with your second alarm, the trick is to put that somewhere far enough away where you won't like be reaching it. So usually not in the bathroom because that's probably where you're going to go potty and then you're going to go, oh, I can reset my alarm. Um, a successful one, if you can, is right outside your kid's door. So if you don't want to wake up that kid, you put that second alarm right outside their door and you set that alarm for five to six minutes after your first alarm. That way, when your first alarm goes off, then you are motivated to turn that off, get up 
out of your bed and go somewhere else to to de-arm that second alarm. And you can even go further. If you wanna add a third alarm, something a little bit further in the kitchen than down in the basement, something that gets you up and out of bed. And I recommend by that second alarm or whatever your last alarm is, it's set, that you put whatever activity you're gonna do. So maybe for you it's journaling, maybe for you it's a workout, maybe for you it's a walk, it might be you know listening to a podcast, you put your stuff right next to that second alarm. So your workout clothes or your tennis shoes or your water bottle or your um, you know your ear your earbuds, whatever that is, right next to that second alarm. So you grab it and then get into motion for whatever you had planned for waking up to your alarm. Cool? So two alarm trick. First tip, no snoozing. Second tip right away and again i recommend buy that second alarm or buy your alarm have a have a water bottle that's completely full and chug 12 ounces of water right away not only does this help you wake up but this also helps get your digestion flowing and bonus points if you want to add in some lemon lemon's really good for your liver for detoxifying because again you've been sleeping you know hopefully for eight plus hours and your body's a little dehydrated your liver's kind of piling up and needs to be cleansed out so 12 ounces of water right away and it gets you a jump on your water goal right so first of all no snooze second thing 12 ounces of water right away and then some morning me time and that can be if you are a snoozer and you are waking up you know or you're still waking up to your kids as your alarm this might be a concept that sounds like oh jen that'd be so nice but and that's why i really encourage you to wake up to an alarm always even if you can sneak in five minutes and i'm not saying get up 90 minutes earlier for me it's really important i'm, I'm a pokey panda so i like to get up earlier so for me you know i do try to wake up 30 to 45 to you know, 60 minutes before I wake up Zeke or I know that Ryan will be up um, because that helps me then just have the house kind of to myself, quote unquote, even though they're still in the house. It helps me kind of feel like the world is mine and I can, you know, get my crap together before the day kind of gets on the tracks. So morning me time, five minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, and you choose initially, if you're just adding this, choose something that sounds like it's really easy to do, right? It might be popping in a podcast. It might be having your cup of coffee and looking out the window or sitting on the deck. It might be sitting in silence and doing some meditation. It might be journaling. It might be your workout where you have 30 to 45 minutes. But I want you to have that time before the world hits you. So morning me time. And again, start putting that wedge in small. Make it a small wedge of like 10 minutes and you're going to meditate and enjoy your coffee. Great. And then do that consistently because you're working on two habits here, right? Of getting up and not snoozing and having morning me time. And then you can add from there. You don't need to be stagnant and always just do 10 minutes and that's it forever for the rest of your life. But get the habit going if you're not currently doing this and start really small. Again, it might be just making that cup of coffee and finishing it before your kids are up. Okay. So first thing, no snoozing. Use that two alarm click trick second thing 12 ounces of water right away before your coffee my friends before your coffee before you're energized before whatever you were drinking in the morning 12 ounces of plain water right away and then your morning me time and use that for silence for reflection for movement for alone time to enjoy your coffee not staring at your screen at this point you know if you are using your phone as an alarm you probably have looked at your phone but ideally you're keeping your phone out of your hands and not consuming anything before you actually just do something for yourself so now let's move into the day. So your day is started. The next tip, our fourth tip, is taking what are called circadian rhythm breaks. Um, there's a really great episode of the Living Experiment podcast called Pause. And if you want to listen to more of that, I would highly recommend if you're curious about circadian rhythm breaks. But the gist of it is that our bodies have 90-minute hormonal cycles where we have ebbs and flows of energy. 
And so to, instead of like powering through six hours of your day and not taking a break and being on your screen the whole time and not eating anything or drinking any water, what I want you to do is start taking some circadian rhythm breaks. And if you're not doing this at all, if you literally are sitting down from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. and not moving and eating at your desk, start small. Start with one in the morning or one in the afternoon. But these breaks, you ideally want to move your body every 90 minutes. And with this fourth tip, I also want you to be doing a mood check. So that might be, and it can be something super, super easy. So just saying, how am I feeling? How are my emotions? Am I anxious? Am I feeling sad? Am I feeling tired? Just how am I feeling? And doing a quick check-in. Because so often what happens is these moods, they don't usually just come out of nowhere. They build somewhere. And if you're checking in with yourself every 90 minutes or so, then you're able to go, oh yeah, I'm feeling kind of irritable. Yeah, that email really made me frustrated. Huh, okay. And then you can do something about it or at least be aware of it. So when you go into your next meeting or when your kids come home or when your partner texts you or whatever, you can be in a better mindset instead of like reacting to everything. The goal is to stop reacting and is to be present and to be like aware of your moods. So for the fourth tip, take those breaks every 90 minutes, get up, stretch your legs, do a couple jumping jacks, walk to get some more water and add in some mood checks. How am I doing? How am I feeling? Am I irritable? Am I happy? Am I frustrated? Am I flustered? What moods am I feeling? And to help you get this, to add these into your day, if this is one that you're going to choose, I recommend either setting alarms on your phone, you can set them on your Fitbit, you can set them on your Apple Watch, and you can put it on your calendar. You can just put check-in on your calendar every 90 minutes. Whatever method, don't get a new method, don't get a new planner, don't add download a new app. Do whatever keeps you on time currently. And again, that might be your Google Calendar, that might be a planner that you have, that might be your Apple Watch. So set those circadian rhythm breaks every 90 minutes to get up, stand up, move your body, and to add in a mood check with there. How am I doing? How am I feeling? How can I recenter my mood? Add in a few deep breaths for bonus. For our fifth tip, I want you to listen to your body. You guys, there are so many folks that I work with that like will hold their pee and poop to the last minute and they'll like struggle through or they don't drink enough water and they don't have any biology breaks. So I call these biology breaks and you can time these with your circadian rhythm breaks. But at the very least, if you feel like you have to pee or you feel a poop coming on, go do the thing, my friend. I want you to listen to your body, honor it in these small ways because when you hold it and you stress, it causes stress in your body. And that's something that's adding then to your mood, that's making you more cranky, that's making you more lethargic. So make sure that you are peeing and pooping when you feel the urge, okay? The next one that I want you to add in, if you're considering, and this is whether you're at home, whether you're at work, whatever it is, I want you to eat lunch away from your computer and phone. And actually on a plate, how amazing would that be? Grabbing an actual plate, taking it out of the Tupperware, warming it up if you need to, but eat lunch away from your computer or your phone. This is a horrible habit that we have. And again, it goes with that circadian rhythm break. And we wonder why at three o'clock we're reaching for something sugary or we're exhausted. It's because we haven't taken any breaks and energized ourselves through mood check-ins, moving our body, listening to our biology breaks. And so eating away from your computer or phone. And maybe for you, you know, it might just be staring out a window and just like enjoying the silence and settling your body, putting your feet on the floor, feeling yourself ground. But it can also be if you want to have lunch, you know, if you're if you're in an office space doing it, social distancing, um, but eat lunch away with a friend or eat on, you know, and have a, a book that you're reading instead, something where there's not the electronic stimulation. So eating a lunch away from your computer or phone, make that a goal. 
All right, our next one, this is for like after work. So we're transitioning away from work. You've been taking your circadian rhythm breaks. When your body says, hey, I gotta pee or poop, you're doing it. You're, you ate your lunch away from your phone. You maybe took a couple more circadian rhythm breaks in the afternoon where you're checking in with your mood. And then after work. So I want you to had drink half of your body weight in water by dinner, okay? So when you're sitting down for dinner, check in, you know, and for me, I like to keep it easy where I just have the same water bottle. It's 32 ounces. If I drink three of those, I'm good to go. And so I, whatever your method is, it could be uh, whatever it is, your Fitbit, it could be a water bottle, it could be whatever it is. And so I want you after dinner to have drank half your body weight in water. And that can, again, you can add in bubbly, you can add in, you know, plain water, you can put some blueberries in your water. Um, I want you to stay away from anything that has calories or caffeine. And so that's kind of like my two loose rules for what counts as water, but drinking half your body weight by after dinner. And what that does is so if, if you're bad at drinking water, that then gives you a goal where you're not chugging water right before bed and then you're disrupting your sleep in the middle of the night, right? And still, if you're super hydrated, you will probably get up once a night, most likely. So you're probably just get used to that, get used to it. <laughs> um, but I want you to have drank half your body weight by after dinner time, okay? The next thing, sunset on screens. And when I say that, I mean um, no iPads, no Kindle, stay off your phone, your computer, all of that. So sunset on screen 60 minutes before bed. So first you have to know what your bedtime is, right? Setting a consistent bedtime is huge. Um, but I want you to be off screens for 60 minutes before bed. And a bonus round for this would be to dim the lights as well. So the reason why that is, is because our body takes signals from the light around us. That can be artificial light, that can be from our screens. Um, and, it's, and that's when it then starts to give us the hormone melatonin. And melatonin won't be released if you're in a super bright room and you're on your screens and you're staring at the TV or staring at your computer and so if you start doing the sunset before screens then that hormone melatonin can come in and say hey guys time to calm down everybody all right getting ready for bed because so often what we do is we watch tv a dramatic television show or we're on our you know phone looking at instagram right up until we're ready to turn over and then we get in bed and we're like okay time to go to sleep and your body's like wait what what it was just daytime what do you mean we were just staring at the sun what's going on and so it's really important to give yourself that more dim light. And if you can close the curtains, if you can go by candlelight, and if you can just really dim the light, that is really a bonus round. But 60 minutes before bed, sunset on screens. And something to make this easier is our next tip. So after, say it's 60 minutes before bedtime, the next thing that you can do is you can do a 10 minute cleanup with your family. The goal of this 10 minute cleanup is to help you with the unending clutter of having children and a partner and living especially in quarantine times in a communal space with lots of people who are just here 24 7. The 10 minute cleanup should be a family thing. So age appropriately, have your children help and give them really specific instructions. Same thing with your partner. Instead of being like, all right, we're cleaning up because cleaning up to one person might mean one thing, whereas to you, you're staring at that pile of dishes or the Legos everywhere or whatever it is. So I recommend with the family, you kind of delegate it. You say, hey, honey, will you clean up the dishes while I fold the laundry and then, you know, talk to your kids about cleaning up their rooms or their toys or, you know, whatever. So a 10 minute cleanup, if you do that daily, that A, helps settle your brain. It gives you, because some people are like, oh my God, an hour before bedtime, no screens. What am I going to do with my life? And this is what I'm doing. I'm trying to help you with that. So a 10 minute cleanup, you sunset on screens. Everyone puts their screens down. Everyone gets up and helps clean. And what you can do is you can add on, you know, if you want to have, have a pick the music, whoever picks the song, great. But 
You guys can dance around and clean up the house for 10 minutes as a family. When you do this every night, then you don't have to spend all Saturday cleaning up all the piles of things. And then you can wake up and you can feel like, oh, wow, the house is actually semi-clean. And I'm not saying 10 minutes, you know, depending on the state of your home, 10 minutes might not be like this amazing life-changing thing. But if you do it daily, then you can focus on that and you know it's coming. So instead of being like, oh my gosh, the Legos are everywhere. If that is what's exhausting you during that day, then you can do that 10-minute clean up with your family and then that's what's going to have the impact you can say nope clean up the legos are driving me crazy or clean up the dishes or let's fold the laundry or whatever it is so 10 minute cleanup with your family after you do your sunset on screens the next thing again to fill some more time is an end of the day reflection time so um go back to the episode the sunday download episode and this is kind of like a mini down daily download where during that sunset on screen, 60 minutes before bed, you did your 10 minute pickup. And then the next tip then is to do a daily reflection time. That could be journaling, that could be pulling out, you know, and like cutting up some carrots for tomorrow or washing the grapes for the kids' lunches, whatever it is. Um, that could be reading a book, that could be painting. I mean, something where it's end of the day, wind down time. So you wanna prep maybe your meals a little bit for the next day. You wanna do a mini family download. Hey honey, what's going on tomorrow? What do you have going on? Hey, do we have all the permission slips ready? Do we have all the whatever we need ready? And then write down your to-dos for the next day. And all of this is not only to fill that 60 minutes before bedtime, which you might be like, what do I do? But it's also to help you so you sleep better. So these things are off of your brain. So do an end of the day reflection time, 15, 20 minutes. And then we're going to go to our last two tips. And so the, the last tip or the second to last tip is electronics need to be charged outside of the bedroom. And really, friends, if you've got a TV in your bedroom, get it out of there. Your bedroom should be for two things, sleep and sex. And I recommend it's just too tempting. These devices are made to tempt us. And if you're using your bedroom as a place to watch TV, that can easily then blend into, oh, one more episode. Oh, yes, I'm still watching Netflix. And then you sacrifice your sleep. It's just more tempting. It's just like you can't, if you're struggling with sleep and you have your phone in the bedroom or your TV in the bedroom, I guarantee one of those two things is what's keeping you from getting a better sleep because you might be up on your screen until the minute before you go to bed or watching TV the minute before you go to bed. And then again, your hormones can't balance enough to support that. So I recommend charging your electronics outside of the bedroom. No TV, no cell phone, none of that kind of stuff. Everything outside of the bedroom. At the very least, get it away from you. So it might be charging in the, you know, the bathroom that's joined to your bedroom. It might be charging at the end of the bed. Wean yourself off if it gives you anxiety to think about, okay, you know, outside of the bedroom makes me nervous. And maybe you have an aging parent that needs something. Or maybe you have, you know, a babysitter. Or maybe whatever it is. Whatever your reason is, just don't have it right by your bed. Have it maybe charging at the end of the foot of the bed. And turn off the TV. Get it out of the bedroom. And then my last tip, number 12, early bedtime, y'all. And maybe not early, depending on when you have to wake up. But I, my goal, my golden rule that I want people to, to survive by is having eight and a half hours in bed. So the reason why I say, why I don't say eight hours of sleep is because then people will go to bed and at, right at that eight hour mark, but then they take a little bit to drift off. They're up in the middle of the night. They wake up a little bit earlier. So you're maybe getting seven hours. And so I want you to aim to be in bed for eight and a half hours. And the things, if you do some of these tips before that, if you charge your electronics outside the bed and no TV in there, it will be less tempting. If you do your end of the day reflection time, <coughs> excuse me, your end of the day reflection time, then you will have less on your mind. You'll feel more prepared for tomorrow. 
If you do your 10 minute cleanup with your family, your house will feel cleaner. That will be one less emotional labor that you're carrying with you to bed. If you do a sunset on screen 60 minutes before bed, then your brain and your chemistry will be then preparing you hormonally to get you to bed earlier. So you see how all 12 of these tips, they all stack up, my friend. Um, but I really do want to share, like, don't go for all 12. So re-listen to this, pick out three of them, then come back to the episode, listen again, pick out three more. Start with maybe two or three that feel really good. Do those consistently, track them, maybe put a note on your phone and just say, hey, did I do these things today? Check, 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 great. And then keep adding them in a way that feels good. Cool. Those are my, my 12 tips. Here's a quick rundown. Don't snooze, use the two alarm trick. Number two, drink 12 ounces of water right away before you drink anything else. Number three, morning me time. That could be 10 minutes, that could be two hours. Use that time when you have alone time in the morning, maybe for silence, for meditation, for reflection, for movement, for reading, just alone time enjoying your coffee. And then during the day, number, what am I on? One, two, number four, circadian rhythm breaks. Move your body every 90 minutes and add in some mood checks. You can check in with yourself. Set alarms on your phone or put them on your calendar and do that every 90 minutes during your day. Number five, listen to your body. Pee and poop when you feel the urge. Listen to your biology. Er, honor it that way. Number six, eat lunch away from your computer or your phone. Put all electronics down, walk away, take a brain break, and eat lunch away from your phone. Then after work, number seven, water. I want you to be drinking half of your body weight by after dinner. So you should have those ounces in by after dinner. That will allow you to then pee a little bit more before uh, bedtime to potentially not be getting up multiple times and to just have a goal, half your body weight in water by after dinner. Number eight, sunset on screens 60 minutes before bedtime. Bonus round, if you can close the curtains, dim the lights, have a lower kind of like easier, uh, like a, just like, yeah, a less intense environment with less light. Number nine, 10, up, 10 minute cleanup with your family. Delegate this. Don't just say, okay, time to clean up because again, their ideas might not be what will satisfy you. So delegate it. Hey, you're going to do this. You're going to do this. Turn on a Taylor Swift song, 10 minute cleanup before bedtime. Number 10, end of the day reflection time. So after you've cleaned up with your family, then you can journal, you can prep for tomorrow, prep some food from meals, do a mini family download. Hey guys, what's going on next uh, tomorrow? What's do I need, what do you need support with? Here's what's going on with me. Write down your to-dos, write down all the things you need to do, get it out of your brain. Number 11, electronics charged outside of the bedroom and no TV in your bedroom. And number 12, an early bedtime. Aim to get eight and a half hours in bed and that will change your life. I hope those help and they're easy. Not simple to do always, but they are easy things that you can add in. It takes a little bit of intentionality. Pick two or three of them and make them your goals for the next couple of weeks. And I want to hear about it. Share in the Free Mom Strong Facebook group which ones you're doing when you listen to this episode. Um, and share on Facebook. Tag me if you're listening. Take a screenshot of the podcast front page and let me know if you're listening and which ones you are going to do. Action, action, action. I want to hold you accountable. So let me know. Um, and so next week, I'm super excited. I'll be starting a four-part series on, on the menstrual cycle and phases. I got such great feedback and so many aha moments from the free training I did in the MomStrong Facebook group that I decided to break it down for you all per episode, per cycle, or per phase. And so my hope is that what you can do is listen to all four as we go along. And then when you start tracking your menstrual cycle, then you can go, oh, I'm in the follicular phase. I'm going to re-listen to the follicular episode. So it breaks it down a little bit more. 
And of course, join the Free MomStrong Facebook group. There's a free live training in there and more resources for you, podcasts, articles, books, things that I recommend about the menstrual cycle in that free group. The link for that is in the show notes. All right, you guys got your 12 tips. I'm super excited to support you with them. Let me know which ones you pick. Um, Also, currently I have only two spots left for one-on-one coaching and there is really truly no better time. If you have, especially if you have uh, school-aged children right now, this is the time to start working on your habits so that whatever comes down the pipeline, whether it's 100% distance learning or you're going to homeschool your kids or their kids are going back to school physically, whatever it is, right now in this time is the time for you to take care of yourself in this time of stress. And then when they, when school comes down the pipeline, especially if it's going to be distance learning, y'all, it's going to be, it's going to be a challenge again. And so I want to be there to help you set these habits before the train of the end of August and September come our way. So one-on-one coaching is the way to do it. Again, you have enough tools, you have enough recipes, you have enough workout programs. You're just not doing them consistently for some reason. Let me help you figure that out and help you do it in a way that doesn't suck. Get more information, head to my website, craftyourlifecoaching.com. And if things look good and you're like, hey, this looks like a really good program, I really do want to get my shit together before the craziness of the school year starts. Now is the time to start that, to get those foundational habits in. And then let me support you through the school year, through the holidays, through the first of the year. And make the rest of this year your best year yet. There's no reason why 2020 can't be a pivotal turning point for you. And I would love to help you get there. Again, two spots open as of the recording of this call. Message me if you have questions. Um, And again, join that free MomStrong Facebook group. Find me on Instagram, jennifer.t.johnson or jennifertiggisjohnson on Facebook. And remember, you are MomStrong. You are not meant to be normal or average or perfect. You're meant to be exceptional in your own way. As always, I'm here in your corner cheering you on and believing in you even before you believe in yourself. Massive love to you.